Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. So our next conversation then will be looking at the end of using coal. This is for power supply and we know that currently uh, coal as a fossil fuel is one of the main uh, ones that South Africa relies on when it comes to generating uh, power and it contributes significantly to our baseload energy. Kangela Baloyi is the National Union of Mine Workers uh, Energy Sector Coordinator and joins me now. Kangela, good morning to you and thanks for your time this morning. Morning to you and your listeners. Let's just talk about this uh, money that has been received. It's uh, uh, pledges that have been made from different countries around assisting South Africa when it comes to the transition from fossil fuels to renewable energies. What is the National Union of Mine Workers' take on these agreements? You see, Kathy, uh, there is something that is called a fair global deal uh, when it comes to just transition. This fair global deal uh, talks to countries need to equally responsible for the uh, uh, releases of uh, green gas houses, uh, greenhouse gases. Uh, you see, South Africa as a country, mm. we contribute less than 1% of the global emissions. China is at 26%, and I think USA is at 15%. See? But if you look at the, if you listen to the uh, conversations that are taking place now, you see, those countries are the ones that don't want to sign agreements. And we have already signed COP26 as, as South Africa. We have committed ourselves. Now we are told we are given one, $131 billion to be able to uh, shut down our power stations. You see, we need to be very responsible when we are doing that. Because if we are not responsible, we will create more problems for, for South Africans. The Energy Minister, Gweda Mandashi, has raised concerns about the pace of uh, getting into this this transition, and he's warned that it will not be good for South Africa to rush into, um, you know, renewable energy when we are still struggling with issues around our base baseload power. Just explain why that might be an issue for us. You see, uh, moving from uh, fossil fuels to renewable is not a problem, but it mm. needs to be done in a responsible way. See? You see, if we just move, uh, we close our power stations, like we are saying, the issue of base load is, is a very serious issue. In South Africa, the only base load we have at present is coal and, and nuclear, and we only have uh, only one nuclear power station in South Africa, so we can't we can really uh, count on coal, uh, on, on nuclear. Coal is the main generator of electricity in South Africa. If you now uh, close power stations, with the load shedding that is happening, these things are going to be worse. Because remember, when we talk about renewables, we talk about uh, solar, solar energy and wind energy. And, and wind does not blow all the time, and, and the sun does not shine all the time. What's going to happen when the sun is not shining and the wind is not blowing? Mm. What are the concerns that you as a union have around what the impact of this transition might be? What are you most worried about? 
We, we are worried mostly about uh, people losing their jobs, you know, and uh, uh, the Pumalanga area becoming a, a ghost town. You know, it will create a serious economic crisis for the country. You know, uh, already we have high unemployment in South Africa. You see, so if we, we rush into closing these power stations, we might create more bigger problems by trying to solve a 1% uh, uh, contribution to the global emissions. All right, we'll continue the conversation with Kangela Baloi, the National Union of Mine Workers Energy Sector Coordinator. They, of course, as you heard there, are worried about the impact of this transition, at least the pace of it, and what that means for jobs in South Africa. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006 if you want to weigh in on this issue. Of course, part of what has been said is that the renewable energy space will also uh, create a lot of jobs. I'll find out from uh, Mr. Baloi what he makes of that, you know, that there won't be at least complete job losses as uh, the unions may fear. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're looking at this 131 billion rands that has been secured by South Africa in order to help with the transition to renewable energy. And part of what has been said about it at the COP26 summit, which is currently underway, is that this money would be used to help South Africa close its coal plants ahead of schedule and therefore also begin investing in cleaner alternatives for the country. Kangela Baloi is the NUM's energy sector coordinator. We're looking at the response of the union uh, to this announcement that was made uh, coming out of COP26 last week. Of course, uh, the summit is still underway, but certainly the big leaders meeting uh, that has been concluded. Mr. Baloi, uh, you you talked about the fears that you as a union have around the job losses that could take place, especially if the coal power stations are closed too quickly. But of course, we know that renewables themselves have been touted as a great driver of um, of, of of development, and therefore would very much create jobs as well. No, that is not necessarily true, Kate. You see, uh, one uh, coal power station employs uh, plus or minus 700 employees permanent and a lot of contractors. But when you go to your wind farms and, 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 and solar farms, you will see that it only uh, creates jobs during construction. But during construction, Mr. Baloi, I'm going to ask you just to move around a bit for me because we're losing you on the line. So uh, I haven't been able to hear clearly what what you were saying about the concerns around job losses. One power station employs plus or minus 700 employees permanently and a lot of contractors. And when you look at the wind and solar, Farms. They they employed uh, uh, a lot of people during construction, and, uh, and and during operation they employed very less people. Some of them actually they operated from outside the country. So even the operators that are operating these things are not actually uh, uh, South African people. So, so what then do you think is the solution? Because either way, 
we are going to have to transition into renewables. I don't think it's a case of if, it's probably yeah. a case of when. But but in the meantime, what do you think the solutions are? You see, South Africa has got an integrated resource plan, mm. 2019 to 2030. It's got an NDP. It's got a, a, a national infrastructure plan as well. So we have plans, you know, but, uh, you know, the problem is we are talking outside this plan. The integrated resource plan, it talks about the mixed energy, mm. the proper mixed energy. It is renewable every two years, but it, 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 now as we speak, we, we have coal and, and nuclear in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the integrated resource plan 2019. So we have, we have a plan. We are not saying we are opposed to moving away from coal completely. But you are saying, let's do it responsibly. And actually, we also need to look at what we call clean coal technology. Because clean can, coal can be cleaned. You know, there are many countries like India, China, they, they've got technology that can clean coal. You know, they, they've got what they call carbon capture and also uh, filtration, you know, uh, and, 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 and remove these cases before they go to the, to the atmosphere. Mm. Okay, let me go to Tsepo. You're calling us from Mbumalanga. Tsepo, good morning. Hello, Skiti. Hi. Okay, you know, this emission stuff and all these things. You know, I'm myself a beneficiary of this coal mines and these things because we operate from a coal mine to power I think South Africa rushed to sign this deal. We should have waited and see what uh, what alternative we can use mm. for us to rushing and we say we go for green energy. In South Africa, green energy doesn't even work for us. You know, green energy doesn't work for us. I don't know the, the plan. I, I think the Russians doesn't have a plan exactly of what to do. They 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 they, they are happy because. Uh, those countries are giving us money. That's why they are pushing this thing off. I think this is all about money. It's not about green energy and all this stuff. If maybe they were not giving us money, I think I don't think what they will uh, they will rush in to sign that deal because of mm. America and all those countries didn't even didn't even sign. Because I read this morning that America, China, India, and India mm. has, has, has not yet signed the deal. But as a South Africa, we have signed the deal. I think it's because of the 121 billion. And then the they came and said the money is not enough. That means they're going to go again and look for more money, more credit on South Africa. South Africa is already struggling, but we, we accept money from other countries. Eventually, we're going to pay for that money, and it's going to be hard for the, for the generation to come. Look, you, you know, Tsepo, the uh, ESCOM CEO, Andre Dereta, has said that even ESCOM itself is looking for opportunities to invest in the renewable energy space in light of this, this transition. So it seems to be very much the thinking of, of, of government right now and where the direction that things are being steered in. How are they going to invest? Where are they going to get money out of it? This one hundred and thirty-one billion is the start. That's From why, where? That's why the the president has described it as a a watershed moment uh, for South Africa and are. the world. This <laughs> <laughs> is just credit. We, we already have credit. We are we are in like gangsters already, and we are still taking money from other countries. Like they, 
they don't think before maybe they, they do these things, these guys. They don't consult. I think they should have consulted us South Africans before they signed that deal. They should have came and consulted. Because now, you know, we are, we are supply uh, we are supply escrow from the mine, mm-hmm. and then we employ we we employ. There are a lot of people that we employ in our mm-hmm. company: mm-hmm. drivers, truck drivers. Uh, operational operation managers eventually those mines will have to close one way or the other and how many people are, are going to lose their, their jobs from truck drivers to mine workers to <sighs> okay, it's going to be tough i think it's going to be tough for us if this thing this bill goes uh, i think they should have consulted us okay. before they, they yeah they did what they did all right Sepo, thanks for the call out in Mpumalang, as you heard there uh, a supplier in 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 the general supply chain when it comes to the provisions of energy and he believes that he too his company will be affected johnson you're calling us from centurion good morning morning Jesse. how are you i'm well thank you johnson Yes, uh, Jesse, you know the problem we are faced with right now in South Africa? We, we have a president who's acting recklessly and uh, is aided by the media. Mm. Now, we can't have a situation where we have a president who goes and signs such deals that are going to be so detrimental to the country. First of all, what we need to understand is that South Africa as a country Mining is one of the core sectors that contributes into the GDP of this country. Mm. There's a lot of people who are employed in, 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 in a coal sector. Now, moving from coal to renewables, the assessment that needs to happen is that what impact is it going to have in the country as a whole? And to say that now we are all going to be putting energies into renewables, it's a fallacy because there's an integrated resource plan that needs to be implemented that includes all uh, 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 what you call energy um, uh, sources from solar to coal to hydro and all these other uh, sources of energy. Now, this is a very reckless uh, action that the president has taken, and it needs to account for this, because we should not allow such actions by the, by the president. It's going to destroy our country as it is. We are suffering from load shedding because of his reckless decision from, from, from the first day he took over as a president. And as South Africans, we are just watching and watching this country going to the top. Okay. We need to put an end to this, Cathy. Uh, 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 All right, Johnson, thanks for that view. Out in Centurion, it's just after 10.30, and Musa has your latest headlines. I'll take a couple of more calls after this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Lots of your reaction to this conversation around this deal that South Africa has entered into, 130 billion rand worth of uh, credit. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 supposed to be a mixed system. Um, um, yeah, it's it's described mostly as a partnership, but it is intended to help 
with the transition uh, from fossil fuels into renewable energy. Now, the reality is that much of the details around this deal have not yet been made clear, have not yet been made public, but we're working off what has already been put out there. Uh, the National Union of Mine Workers Energy Sector Coordinator, Kangela Baloyi, is still with us on the line. Uh, Mr. Baloyi, perhaps let me just get uh, your views in terms of what our callers have been saying before I take Yanka and Spu. No, both of them are correct. Uh, you see, uh, this thing is, is all about money, you know, because sometimes we need to, to be scientific. Let's convert the 131 billion into megawatts and ask ourselves, how many megawatts of coal are we going to remove from the grid and how much megawatts of renewable are we going to put into the grid? And besides that, we need to look at the issue of reliability mm-hmm. because that is a very serious factor when you talk about energy. Because these uh, wind and solar, they are renewable, yes, but they are not reliable. Okay, that's the view there coming uh, from uh, Kangela Baloi. Yanga, you're calling us from Cape Town. Hello, Yanga. Hey, hey, how's Cape Town? How are you? I'm all right. You've disappeared. Yes, work, work. I've been busy. How's Cape <laughs> No problem. Good to hear from you. Okay, how's Cape Town? No, I want to concur with the comrades, you know, mm. who just called that... Um, you must understand, Oscar, that first of all, coal is the only resource um, whereby us black people, at least, um, we we can tap into. You know, we we don't have access to platinum, gold, and 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 all these minerals. So wanting to phase out coal, like really, really, really I think um, it will be a a a a a shameful thing to do. You know, because mm. remember. Um, the, the 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 business of transporting coal and housekeeping it, it's a it, it's a big industry on on its own you know the value chain people who service those trucks and stuff so um this money um Ramaphosa has has, has go and sign I call it dirty money you know so we must not entertain it instead what we can do with this money we can mechanize and um, I'm, I'm mine more coal because I believe we have 50 years of coal to go. Mm. So really, um, to the comrade there, like um, they must not let this one um happen. Okay. Thank you, Oscar. All right, Yanka, thanks for the call. Spoo, you're out in Durban. Good morning. Katie, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm okay. Katie, what you are reaping is the is the reward of having a president who's a businessman and uh, the cabinet ministers who are also involved in business. This is just for their involvement in the ICPs and all those things that they are doing. We are reaping the rewards. We are told when they came into power, this administration, that mining is, a, is, is, is not a sunset uh, uh, industry. We are going to revive mining and then we're going to close. How can someone say, export your best coal to me and then don't use the coal, use the other sources of energy? It's, it's just uh, an upset thing. And... Uh, to the guy Baloi from NUM, I'm an NUM member myself. I think it's time we, we take our grievances to the streets rather than talking on radio like this because no one listens. Mm, okay. All right, Spoo. Thanks for that. Yeah, so, so you know, it, it's a good point to pick up from. What is the plan of the National Mine, U, Mine Workers, um, my, sorry, of the National Union of Mine Workers going from here on? You know, what can we expect you to do in response then to these announcements being made by government? 
Yeah, the National Union of Mine Workers is from its policy conference where issues of energy were actually in the, on the agenda there. We have discussed, we agreed that uh, we support the, 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 the energy mix, the proper energy mix, you know, with uh, coal, but we, we are saying we need to venture into clean coal technology. We're going to run campaigns to try and, and, and conscientize the communities. Uh, on uh, the danger of moving away recklessly from use, the use of coal. You know, we're going to run a lot of campaigns from now on. Okay. Kangela Baloi, let's leave it there for this morning. It's going to be an ongoing conversation, and I think we're already seeing in different parts of the world, particularly in China, um, what the move to renewable energy has meant for that country. And some, of course, pointing to the fact that China is now facing some of is now facing some of these um, energy challenges, and saying that well, the move to renewables could very much be part of that. But there's no denying the fact that if we don't change, if we don't change the way things are done, we are killing the planet. We are killing ourselves. We are killing future generations. I think for Africa, it is just uh, a lot more complex because does the approach in a developed country, is it, should it be the same as it is in the developing world? And how do we make sure that um, the cost of this transition is not going to be that, as you heard from the concerns of, of, of the National Union of Mine Workers going to be that people, by and large, are going to lose their jobs. What are the other innovations that we need to be thinking about to create jobs and to ensure that people who've never had access to electricity do have access to electricity, but also that we have stable supply, which we currently don't? So, yeah, certainly not an expert on these matters, but it's going to continue to make for fascinating conversation.